listening um, to the the epistle lesson from Hebrews this morning. Some of us are kind of thick skulled. I think it's taken me at least 25 years to figure out why that verse is being read today. Of course, we were, even before we were received in the Archdiocese, we were using this lectionary, and so we had read it on this Sunday many years before then. Those are the people we put on the wall. Those are the people we put on the icons. By faith. Boom, 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 boom. Those are the ones that we put up in. That's who we depict in the icons. And we're celebrating the restoration of the icons today. So we give thanks for that. The gospel lesson comes from the first uh, John. And uh, in the first part of that chapter, we see the Son of God revealed as Word, and in the second part of that chapter, as Lamb of God, the Word of God, the Lamb of God. And uh, it's interesting, it was uh, pointed out that our divine liturgy, our Sunday worship service, begins with the communion of the Word of God and moves then into the communion of the Lamb of God. The liturgy of the Word, the liturgy of the body and the blood, or we sometimes call it the liturgy of the catechumens, of the learners, and the liturgy of the faithful, or synaxis and Eucharist. But this pattern is right there in the first chapter of the Gospel of John. And we're in that second part. It picks up this morning um, with the encounter of uh, Philip and Nathaniel with Jesus Christ. And on one hand, Philip announces to Nathaniel that he's found the Messiah and uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And he's doubtful at first. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? But when he comes into the presence of the Lord, he says, you are the Son of God. So he goes from this kind of doubtful, almost sarcasm. <laughs> Nazareth, you've got to be kidding. You know, to, uh-oh. <laughs> you are the Son of God. Because we don't know exactly what happened under the fig tree or what that religious experience or that encounter or what that was. It's not described. But we know this much, that when Nathaniel came directly into the presence of the Lord and the Lord said, I saw you when you were under the fig tree, he said, you're the Son of God. And so I thought it would be good if we would spend a few minutes this morning talking about and contemplating and considering the importance of coming into the presence of the Lord. There are at least three ways that we might come into the presence of the Lord. At times, the Lord 
comes to us and reveals His presence to us in a gracious way. For example, He came to the Apostle Paul on the road of Damascus. He came to the Apostles by the Sea of Galilee when they were fishing. Twice. Cast your net on the other side. He came to two of the apostles on the road to Emmaus. And we heard this in, in the, the gospel lesson in Matins in, in Orthros this morning. The story on the road to Emmaus. And he appeared to them. And they were changed when he came into their presence. And when they came into His presence, they were changed. Did not our hearts burn within us when He talked about the, the Scriptures and revealed the Scriptures to us? And their eyes were opened when He broke the bread. Jesus appeared to the disciples in the upper room behind the shut doors. He came into the presence of Mary Magdalene in the garden after His resurrection. He met the woman at the well. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. I always laugh, but he, you know, he, you know, he says, "You did this, 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 and this, sir." I, I perceive that you're a prophet. Yeah, I guess so. And then, he, and then, and then she goes back into the town and says, "Come and, come and see, come and meet the man that told me everything I ever did, and it wasn't good. You know, it wasn't good. She was so changed." By coming into the presence of the Lord. And to many saints, the Lord has appeared in visions and dreams over the centuries. So this is one way. Another way, sometimes people are brought into the presence of the Lord. Andrew, St. Andrew, brought his brother Peter into, into the presence of the Lord. John the Baptist introduced St. Andrew to Jesus. This is what just before what we read this morning in the Gospel, just before the story is told of how St. John introduced Andrew to Jesus. Again the next day, John stood with two of the disciples and Looking at Jesus as he walked, and he says, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And then Jesus turned, and seeing them follow, said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. And they came, and they saw where he was staying. And they remained with him. And one of the two who heard John speak and followed was Andrew, Simon's brother. And he found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, 
which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus looked at him, he said to him, You are Simon, son of Jonah, Cephas, which is called the rock. And he was changed. And later when, Peter, when Jesus met them fishing, and he got out on the boat and he taught, and Peter was listening, and he said, cast out into the deep, and they got this great haul of fish. And Peter just fell down, and he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. He was changed, changed by the presence of the Lord. Philip brought Nathaniel. We've seen the Messiah. Oh, really? Come and see. <laughs> twice. I mean, twice we hear it in the same chapter. Come and see. Taste and see. We tend to get things backwards. We want to see, then taste. That is, we want to understand everything. Well, give me a book to read. Give me something to read. I'm working with inquirers, you know, all the time. Well, what can I read? What book would you recommend? Here's the book I would recommend. It's 10.30 or 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. That's the book. It's called The Divine Liturgy. Come and read that. Come and see. Taste and see. That is experience and then understand. Over and over and over and over again. People did not understand and then come and follow Jesus. They came into the presence of Jesus and something happened to them. Their eyes were opened. Their hearts were opened. When they experienced it. And then they saw. The apostles and their successors have brought thousands and millions of people into the presence of the Lord. And one believer brings another person into the presence of the Lord so that they might believe. I don't know about you, but I would rather suspect that the majority of you, like myself, the first time you ever came to church, you were brought by somebody else. <laughs> That's evangelism. Maybe you were brought as a, a newborn baby. But if you brought somebody to church, even if it was your own child, if you brought them to church and they became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're an evangelist. Thirdly, some people make the greatest effort to come into the presence of the Lord. We'll hear next Sunday the story of the four men who tore the roof off, off of the house to drop the paralytic into the presence of Jesus Christ. 
Zacchaeus, he came to where Jesus was and Jesus looked up at him and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste to come down today for I must stay at your house. He said this to Zacchaeus because he knew of the great effort that Zacchaeus had made to come into his presence. And when he sat down with Jesus Christ in his house, in the presence of the Lord, he was a changed man. Changed. He was a thief and a crook. And everybody hated him. Lord, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. For he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so how do we come into the presence of the Lord? We, we get all kinds of answers from our modern society. We get all kinds of advice. Oh, I don't go to church. I, I feel the Lord's presence in nature more than I do in church. I feel the Lord's presence in a good stiff drink talking theology among my friends when I'm three sheets to the wind. I, I feel the Lord's presence when I make a lot of money in the stock market. I feel the presence of the Lord when I have sex with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I don't believe in organized religion. But I sure feel the Lord's presence when I drive a fast car or open up on the road with my heart. I mean, this is, this is the advice we get about entering into the presence of the Lord. Perhaps we could turn to St. Nikolai for some advice on how to enter into the presence of the Lord. He says, we do all we can to come into God's presence. Our, uh, we do all we can. And then we follow the call in the direction of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church and the fathers and the teachers. And lastly, after fulfilling the first two conditions, when we with prayer and hope wait upon God to bring us to Himself and by His presence to illuminate and strengthen and heal and save. And so we make the effort. We're obedient in the church and we wait on the Lord to manifest Himself to us. And I believe that if we will make this effort in this season of effort to come before our altars at home on a consistent basis and to pray, to come to the house of the Lord at the time for prayer 
and for Holy Communion, and to read and study the Holy Scriptures and the writings of the Fathers, and to be obedient to God in the church, that the Lord Jesus Christ, in His good time, in His wisdom that's past understanding, will reveal Himself to us in a special way, in a personal way, in a salvific way. I was so struck by the Matins Gospel this morning. He was revealed to us in the breaking of the bread. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, they called the bread in the, in the tabernacle, in the temple, they called it the show bread. I like to ask people, if you call it the show bread, what did it show? What did it show? In the New Testament, sometimes it's translated the bread of the presence. The show bread. The bread of the presence. So what did it show? It showed the presence of the Lord. Even in the Old Covenant, even in Old Israel, they believed that the bread manifests the presence of the Lord. How much greater when the Lord picked up the bread and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. And even after His resurrection, when He's talking to the disciples on the way, He's opening up the Scriptures and their meaning and their hearts are burning inside of them. But it wasn't until they sat down at table and He picked up the bread and, they, and He broke the bread and they said, Oh, it's you! It's you! He was revealed to them in the breaking of the bread. We come today to come into the presence of of the Lord, and in particular, after we hear, come into the communion of the Word of God, we come into the communion of the body and the blood of the Lord. We come into His presence expecting to be changed, to be changed forever. Do you want to, do you want to change? Maybe you want to change and you feel like you can't. Maybe you feel like you're paralyzed. Maybe you feel like you're too weak. Well, maybe God can change you. Maybe God can give you the power. And this is why we come today to the Holy Communion in fear of God and faith and love. Let us draw near to the throne of grace and experience His presence on this day. Amen. Um.